Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. And there's no annual contract. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. What's going on, my brother over there in the six, Jay Hill? Chilling, man. Chilling. Excited to talk about these Knicks. Got a very special guest on, so ready, ready to talk about it. Man, we got a very, very special guest on. What's going on, my brother, Jenner? Yo, yo, man. I'm excited to be here. Excited to get onto this Knicks talk. Knicks are an exciting team. They've always been. I think they always will be. It's, I mean, they're cornerstone of the NBA, so I'm excited to get into it. Man, everybody knows, man, you can't talk about the NBA without talking about Knicks, man. So, you know, for this Knicks, Knicks, Knicks episode, we had to bring on a very special guest, man. We had to bring on somebody who's educated on the Knicks, man. We had to bring on some – it couldn't just be anybody. We had to bring on someone – who knew what they was talking about, man. So we went out there and looked for the brightest and best Knicks fan, man. And we got and we got my guy, Danny B, man. Danny, we are so happy to have you. Danny, if you want to introduce yourself uh, to the fans, talk a little bit about yourself and, and your uh, experience, you know, with Knicks and Knicks basketball. Absolutely, man. Well, all three of you, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's absolutely uh, an honor of mine also. So, again, much appreciated. I'm Danny B. Uh, I do the morning drives every morning after a Knicks game. I recap them two minutes, throw it out on Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram, all those channels. And then I host a podcast every Saturday with my man, Coach Fire, the Knicks Corner podcast. And I got that streaming on Apple, Spotify, all those channels also under the Knicks Corner. So definitely check out those if you haven't. And again, man, I appreciate you guys having me. I, I love talking Knicks. I love talking ball. So I'm all about it. Oh man, well, well, we're we're really, really excited to have you on, man. So for all the fans, you know, whether you guys listen on the Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, make sure you guys show, you know, Danny B and the Knicks Pod over there. Go show them some love, man. So as long Appreciate as that, it's not all good, man. So as long as we got, we got all that out the way, y'all ready to get into this Knicks talk or what? Yes, sir. Let's okay, it. let's do it. Let's do it. So, Danny, man, let me let me ask you the first question we ask all our fans here for these team team interviews is, Danny, as a Knicks fan, are you content with the way this year went? I think that's like a resound for every Knicks fan, a resounding hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like a Steve Austin stone cold hell yeah. Absolutely, man. Like anybody that know, that watches the NBA knows what the Knicks have been like for the last I'm just going to say five years, just just to cut it off there. I mean, you can go back further since Anthony left. Obviously, things have been like, you know, awkward, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, so with all that in mind, the last year was absolutely a, a huge success, a huge win, a positive in every single way, man. 
Um, we re rebuilt the entire team from the top down to the bottom in terms of the front office, in terms of group mentality, the culture surrounding it, and the perception also, man. You know what I mean? It, it's the Knicks have uh, a little bit more respect, you know, around the league and around the media. Yeah, man, the, the the narrative on the Knicks are now, you know, really starting to change. And, you know, like how you mentioned, maybe since Melo and since you guys had Amari, it's kind of been the laughing stock of the league, though. That was the last time that the Knicks were really, you know, big, big he headlines. You know, actually, when I think of the Knicks, one of the one of the first things I think about is Amari Stoudemire when he punched the fire extinguisher and broke his hand. Oh, so, like, so like, you know, I don't <laughs> even think time of, ago. I don't yeah, even think yeah. of something basketball related, man. But but I, I definitely agree, Danny. You know, the Knicks are, you know, starting to be a new change, a new era with uh, all those you know, all, all, all that all that young talent. So so so, you know, Danny, let, let me ask you, right. Like how you say, it's a resounding yes, hell yes for every Absolutely, Knicks fan, man. right? So did you, ex did you expect this? Like, did you expect the fourth seed, right? Because, you know, I got to be honest, when I, when we did the preseason rankings, I did not have the Knicks finishing in <laughs> the fourth seed. I got to be real, man. So Nobody did, man. Nobody did. Nobody. So where did you have them? And, you know, was it, was it around there? Were you close? So, all right, so this is how I went into this season in particular, right? Before it, we already knew that we were going to get a new coach, right? Because we, so the season before, we had fired um, David Fisdale, our head coach, and we had Mike Miller, an assistant, ha um, you know, pull up and be the interim head coach to finish out the season. And he definitely changed things around or got more out of that squad itself. And there was a feeling that maybe they'll keep Mike Miller on and continue it because he did a good job, but... At the same time, the top of the Knicks office, we got a whole new um, president of operations and Leon Rose. He brought in guys like William Wesley, um, you know, and a bunch of other cats to kind of back him up and became his crew. And James Dolan, who obviously everybody knows as the, um, I'm going to use the word repugnant in a way, uh, owner of the Knicks. Um, <laughs> that's a nice way <laughs> Yeah, you know, listen, shouts to Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, man. That's where I get that word from. Otherwise, I'll never say that. But, um, it's insane, man. Just he's always creating problems. Always. There's always something that's popping up in the news and taking away from the product on the court. You know what I mean? So I feel like he finally brought the right guys in and left it alone and stopped touching it and let them run the whole show. And that's really been the big thing. So getting back to where I started from, they did their due diligence and went out and interviewed coaches and didn't just hand it over to Mike Miller, who was the acting interim head coach at the time. Um, you know, there was a couple of names that got thrown out there. Obviously, we landed with Tom Thibodeau. And so when I heard that news, it's funny because at work, I, my, um, I work in a warehouse and I'm in sales. So I'm in the front part of it. And the bosses that, you know, the, the suits, um, one of them is a big, big, big Knicks fan. He got season tickets, um, real, real cool guy. And so I was talking to him right after they, you know, signed Tom Thibodeau. And I said to him, you know, like, are you excited? Are you looking forward to it? And his whole response was like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. He's like, I'm indifferent to it. And he's like, the reason is because I've been a Knicks fan for a very long time, probably longer than you've been alive. And this is how he goes about it. And he's like, I've seen so many regime changes and had hope so many different times that it, this time around, it's like not even this time around, but just the last few times around, he's just been like, I don't hold hope for nothing. If, you know, I wait and see, and if it shows me something, then I ride it. So I totally understood where he was coming from, but I guess as a younger fan, 
Um, you know, like I'm in my mid thirties, so I'm not so young, but still younger compared to him. Um, I, I feel like I've watched enough of Tom Thibodeau, paid attention to him. He had a great reputation, um, very defensive minded, very, he had a winning coaching percentage. I mean, that's just, um, you know, a plus in my book. Um, and it was just a whole different attitude that he brought to it. Like the last couple of coaches, even before Fizdale, who was a lot of times smiles, you know what I mean? Like he was more of like, um, a buddy, buddy type of coach than he was like a father, son type of coach. And I mean, you, you know, I just, as people, like, how do you respond to, you know, like higher ups that are buddy, buddy, like, yeah, you have a certain respect for them, but it's a different type of respect for than somebody else that demands, you know, your respect and kind of holds you to a different standard almost, you know, um, Jeff Hornacek, you know, great guy, decent coach, uh, but just all smiles. He just never put his foot down. Same with Fisdale. And um, so Tom Thibodeau is like the opposite of that. So going into this season and what you originally asked me expectation wise, I had none. And it, the reason was because of everything that happened in the past. So I'm looking at it like we got an entirely new front office. We got a new coach. Um, we made a, a couple of moves, not too many. So it's like, let's just see what he could get out of it, you know? And man, he, our team obviously over overcame you know odds and expectations nobody like you just said man saw us in in a four seed let alone in the playoffs you know what I mean so it's just amazing to see and that's why I say like it's a resounding yes when you know I look at this last season and was it a success absolutely so next season's really the test to me you know what I mean because we already laid the foundation so now we got to start building you know and if we don't continue to build on that and keep preaching that culture and playing that way um, you know, it's, it's, it's all for nothing. So I love where we're at. I love my team. I love my office. Um, I love my players. You know, obviously you guys know, we just signed Kemba, Evan Fournier. We picked up some studs in the draft also who, um, who played pretty freaking awesome in summer league alongside guys like Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly who didn't play in summer league last year, you know, due to Corona. So, um, just, man, just, there's so many pluses and positives. There's not really not too many negatives whatsoever um you know besides looking at the playoffs uh you know and what happened there but it's a learning experience you know what I mean like I said it's the, it's the, everybody's first time you know the coach the players you know guys like Randall that was his first freaking time and not only that he was looked on as that guy you know what I mean so you know I see you got some Lakers jerseys in the background there uh, so obviously you you probably watched a little bit of JR when he was out west um so you get that you know but man like I just I hear Drake in my head, you know what I'm saying? Man, I love my team, bro. <laughs> That's you, hard. You know, it, it it's it's funny, you know, you you bring up you bring up Julius Randle and you say it's his first time being that man because you know that's something that I feel like most I would say casual because you know I I, I consider you know me and all the guys here at Clutch Talk, I consider all of us real basketball junkies. Like we we take in basketball like as much as we can. You know, we love hoop. But I feel like the regular person doesn't really realize the difference between you being just Julius Randle on the Lakers, who's another guy, versus Julius Randle on the Knicks, who's the main guy. You know what Correct. I'm saying? Defenses scheme against <laughs> defenses scheme against main guys. And that, you know, is literally the difference maker. We saw in the regular season Julius Randle tearing it up, you know, getting some consideration in my opinion Triple wild. doubles non-stop exactly <clears throat> like wild mvp considerations and then come playoffs it's a whole different thing because you know what i'm saying they got seven games to focus Yo, on their main it, it, it you know it really is different man but you know danny no. i i heard you know in your 
in in, in, in your you know your Knicks talk right now, you were just giving us. I heard uh, high praises on on Tom Thibodeau. So you're high you're you're high on the on the Knicks cha- coaching over there. Absolutely, I definitely am. Um, is there things that I want to see happen a little bit differently? Absolutely, but I feel like what fan doesn't want to see things differently from their coach if they're not winning the championship? You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'll take it absolutely because the positives way outweigh the negatives. You know, by a mile. So absolutely, I'm happy with the coaching changes. You know. So that leads me to my next question, which is which is perfect, which is perfect for this. So, Danny, so are you happy with these? This free agency, because, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of ups and downs about the Knicks because the, the biggest thing I've heard, the biggest story I've heard is that the Knicks just spent all the money and just brought back all the same players and just kind of just brought back all of Tom Thibodeau's guys. Right, right, if, right. You, if you're on Tom Thibodeau and you like Tom Thibodeau, then it's, it's a good off. It's a good free agency to you. So to you, Danny, like right. how has it been positive or negative? So. All right. So exactly what you just said. Right. And it kind of keys in what we were just saying before, right? We're basketball heads. We take everything in. Now, you could take it even a step further and say, whatever your favorite team is, you know that you're consuming it 10 times more differently than just a general hoops fan, right? So this is how I look at it from a, from from my perspective, is we brought back guys that made a difference in the change of culture last season. You know what I mean? We, we brought back Burks. We brought back um, Nerlens Noel. Uh, we, we just signed Gibson again. You know, Rose wanted to re-sign, so we brought him back. Um, Julius Randle obviously signed a nice little extension, and he didn't take it, all the money. He didn't take a max, and he did that for a reason, you know, to leave room for the rest of the squad. Now, yeah, we definitely spent money, but we spent it smartly, right? Every single player that we re-signed, I think except for one, um, has a team option, a player option at, at their last year. So a guy like Evan Fournier, it's a three-year deal, but it's two plus one. You know what I'm saying? Saying don't that's that's it. The only guy who doesn't is Kemba. He's guaranteed two years. Um, but everybody else, Burks, same, Nerlens, everybody. It's a uh, um, you know whatever, however many years their deal is, and then a player option the last year. So it's flexible. It's not a hard you know it's not a hard stop. Um, and the reason that they do that is because, it, and they didn't sign four or five year deals. You know what I mean? They gave Julius a four, understandably, but everybody else was like two three years. You know, so we're obviously working in a time frame. You know, they like the squad that they have and they rewarded the guys that made the difference last season. You know what I mean? So I look at it as like, yes, they definitely spent salary cap, but I feel like they did it wisely. And especially if you look at how they just did it all, they left themselves a lot of room for changes, for moves to be made, for quick flips, for ways to get assets right back. And so... I think that they did it beautifully. Um, free, you know, free agency was great, man. We needed a guy like Evan Fournier. Yeah, we like a, a guy, um, you know, in Reggie Bullock, who was great for us last season. But he, he, our backcourt last season in, on the New York Knicks, who made the fourth seed, was Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock. That was our backcourt. You know what I'm saying? So we literally just popped in Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker right in there. You know what I'm saying? You could switch Walker, Rose, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's an instant upgrade. Quickly. Don't forget about quickly. Quickly Absolutely, over there. Man. But so now the thing with, and, and we'll get deeper into that at some point, but the thing with quick man is he can concentrate more now on the two spot. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to be pushed or not even pushed, but feel like he has to look more as a point guard because now we have options. You know what I mean? And going from free agency to the draft, we picked up a guy named Deuce McBride, you know, fell to us at number 36. 
This guy's a stud. He's got a shot. His defense is impeccable. And um, he killed it, man. He lit it up. The two people, what was it? I read something today that between Grimes and Deuce McBride, they were the most sh- – it was the most shooting – the most three-point shooting duo in Summer League, and it was the two rookies from the Knicks. You know what I mean? And, and it it was like a mid-30 percentage or four, something like – it was it was ridiculous to have both our draft picks be straight-up shooters. Um, we also got this guy named Jericho Sims. I don't know if any of you guys seen any of the clips from the last games that he played, but he's got a, an insane vertical. Like, he jumps and his freaking chin is at the rim. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's insane. And he could put the ball on the floor. He could dribble. He's got a hook shot. Um, and he shot a freaking three-pointer, you know what I mean, as a center. Like, it's just things that you want to see. You know what I mean? I feel like, think Mitch Robb with a little bit more handles and a little bit more discipline in form and 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 mindset, gameplay. You know what I mean? Um, just they, they picked up three studs. They signed another guy named Amir Sims um, to a 10-day. So I just feel like we're deep, man. You know, free agency went great. Um, the draft, I felt like, went great. What we saw out of our guys in summer league was what I wanted to see because I don't look at it as, like, wins or nothing like that. I'm just trying to see guys um, show me something. You know what I mean? Um, so I, what, let me ask you a question, right? I want to flip it on you guys. What did you – I don't know how much you watched summer league or if you saw any Knicks action whatsoever or been paying attention to the hype at all, but – what are your thoughts on free agency in the draft? Because I'm, I'm curious to hear what, you know, you guys think outside of the, you know, the Nick Landia, as, uh, as we say over here. Yes. Well, go, go ahead, Jenner. Go ahead, Jenner. Yeah, I was going to say, um, so ultimately, you brought up a really good point with flexibility, what, they, what, they, what the Knicks did, what Leon Rose did to be able to set the Knicks up with these smaller contracts, except obviously for Randall, you know. You've seen a lot more now of these executive, uh, these uh agents turned executives right like we see john and i are lakers fans so obviously i'll draw the parallel here to rob Polinka. he used to be an agent now he's an executive yes we're seeing he does the same thing too with these uh, the, the keep the keep players obviously are all signed long term you know in this case lebron and ad and then you have the other players with one two years deal max you know and i'm seeing the knicks doing the same thing and i think that flexibility is amazing especially with a good adaptive coach like thibodeau it's going to be a good recipe for success but to answer your question um I liked what the Knicks did in the offseason. The only move I'm a little questionable on is how much they paid for Evan Fournier. Okay. I think personally for me, obviously I'm not in the, in the Knicks sphere, like you said, but uh, for me, I thought that was an overpay, but that's me looking from the outside in. How did you feel about it? Did you feel like it was necessary to overpay him in order to bring him in and that type of depth? So I look at it as like it really wasn't that much of an overpay. And the reason okay. is because I compare it to other guys that are getting paid right now. You know what I mean? And um, I just feel like it's absolutely on par. And it's like I said, it's a two plus one and we had the money and, you know, considering what we have other guys on the roster for, you know, it's, it's really just balancing chips. You know what I'm saying? We got Kemba, you know, for 10 cents on the dollar. So it's like, we had extra, let it go to Evan. And and on top of it, man, um, shouts to CP Knicks fan TV. Um, but he's huge in uh, Knicks in the Knicks world, and um, he actually just had Evan Fournier on his pod. I want to say like two hours ago, and um, you know it was it was pretty cool, man. He was dropping some nuggets. He was explaining how um, you know how he went about deciding on you know rocking number thirteen. He was talking uh, a little bit about how um, you know from the press conference um, that he had the other day in terms of how it came about, how he you know he came to New York, you know, and it it's came out also that he's wanted to come here in the past, and so. 
it's just good to see, man, people excited and wanting to be here. You know what I mean? So going back to this contract, I don't think it was too crazy. You know what I mean? Like okay. I said, in the, if you look at the whole roster and what guys are pay, being paid, right, sometimes if a guy gets paid too much and it's egregious, right, and it's a ton and you're like, oh, my God, that's one thing. But if it's yeah. like, eh, and you're leaning a little bit towards a little bit more, what I like to do then is look at the rest of the roster and see, like, okay, well, where could it else have gone? And it's like if I make up for it in other places, yeah, you know, I can you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, no, that, that makes yeah, sense. No. Yeah. I don't think it's egregious or anything like that, but I think yeah, no, 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 I know. probably could have gotten him for less. A little at the bit same more. Time, like you said, like you said with Kemba, I mean, you, you probably should have spent more to get Kemba and you didn't. So at the end, it all becomes a wash. And you know, what's funny, man, is if you think about it, somehow the Celtics let him go. Right. And yeah. he ends up going to OKC. OKC buys him out. Right. But then the Celtics end up circling back around and, um, or who who just got um, what's his face? Who just got Schroeder? The Celtics. Celtics. It was the Celtics, right? All right, so that's yeah. that's what I thought. I'm getting um, getting hungry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but now, so I just thought it was funny because they got him for cheap. Also, this is a guy that was offered, you know, upwards of eighty million, right? Am I, you know, yeah. for you know, or and he turned it down. And then held out and never got and never came back around. So it's like yeah. you got a guy like Kemba. It just worked out perfectly for Boston, who you know what I mean. They ended up letting him go and not worrying about it, and then making back up for it by getting a guy like uh, Schroeder on the cheap. Also, so it's just funny how that worked out. So it, when I first heard that, I'm like, man, like I wonder if they had somehow knew or had a feeling like they had to have some type of intuition. You know what I mean? Because it just worked out too perfect. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, but I will tell you though, swapping Kemba with uh, Schroeder isn't exactly a one-for-one swap. No, 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 no. I think Schroeder. No, definitely not. That's why I'd rather be on the Knicks side of things and rather swap out EP for you know Peyton for uh, for Kemba all day. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. So hold on. So I definitely want to hear what what you, um you know what you guys also think about it too. You know, so I don't want to steer too clear away from it. So give me give me your thoughts on um on the Knicks action also from an outsider's perspective. Um. Justin, I don't mean to, you know, be doing that, but nah. please, I'm just, I'm curious, man. I want to know. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, just in terms of, I, I think they had one of the sneakiest off seasons uh, in terms of that, you know, who they added in, in free agency. And number one is because if we look back to what they're struggling against, um, against the Hawks was outside of Randall, they didn't really have much creators out of Randall and uh, D Rose. And then you look at who they added, they added two shooters, you know, you know, like reliable shooters in Fournier and uh, and Kemba Walker. And honestly, in the East, from now I look at their starting five, you know, with Kemba, Fournier, RJ Barrett, who we, we haven't talked about, who I think is going to take that leap next year. And I'm looking to, you I know, I think so, RJ Barrett's very, very, and you can talk about him a little bit more, Danny. I, I can ask you about him, but I think he's an extremely, extremely versatile player and then you know Randall obviously and then Mitchell Robinson who's most likely going to be starting at the five um, I think they have one of the most diverse and and arguably one of the best in the east um, just simply with the additions and they made uh, and dress addressed you know a lot of the needs that they had getting those you know one two now three options even four um, who can create their own shot and score so I mean, you could even go back. You can go to the bench too, man. You know what I mean? Like we got, we got guys, man. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're deep and, man, it's going to be fun. It's going to be different. You know what I mean? I I feel like 
as a Knicks fan, for me, like I'm just super excited going into the season because of what we did last season, the additions. I mean, Kemba Walker. It's just there's so many things to look forward to right now, you know. So that's definitely cool, man. Hearing your perspective for sure. I I, I think it it just tells that the Knicks are looked at a little bit differently than they were, you know, even just two years ago. You, you know, you know, Danny. For me. You're, you're really starting to make me feel like, you know, I'm starting to see the di- different side of things because coming into the pod, you know, like I, I, I'm, I, I'm well-versed on, on an entire NBA, but, you know, but coming into the pod, I always, you know, just check up, check up on everything the, you know, that's going on in the Knicks. And I'm like, man, like, this was not a good off season. That's really what I had coming into this pod, you know, because what I really felt like was I felt like you guys, like I, I said, you guys brought back much of the same players and used up, that that money but didn't get much better while teams like uh while teams like the the heat got much better while while teams like the bulls got much better while teams like the wizards got much better so to me at the time i'm like hmm i don't know if the knicks really had a good offseason but i'll be honest with you danny you know as you're talking you're starting to convince me you really are starting to convince me i'm like maybe I'm glad, the knicks, maybe because because you know l- like how you were talking about you're talking about the the knicks they keep signing these short-term deals because the Let's be real. You know, New York is the mecca of basketball. It is within only in due time a star is going to come. Only in due time a star is going to come to New York. Only in you just due can't time, be desperate. Yep. Exactly. You just you, you just, just got to put the work in. Exactly. You just got to wait. And honestly, what I really, what I really like after talking to you and I was talking to real Knicks insider, it makes me feel like the Knicks, what, what, what they need to do is they need to do much of like what the Brooklyn Nets did. Uh, you remember the Brooklyn Nets before uh, KD and Kyrie and them and they had D'Angelo Russell, they had Spencer Dinwiddie. They were coming up as a good young team. All it needed was, you know, one star KD and Kyrie came, they blew it all up. It became a it whole different thing. But, but that was the, yes. Exactly, 100%. right? All I've said that before, man. I've literally used that exact analogy before. Yeah, you have the surrounding players. You just need one star, right? Uh, if you if you add a Kawhi Leonard to that team, you you might be looking at a championship Knicks roster, right? Yep. If, if you have Randall, uh, Randall uh, as like a, a second or third option, man. Yeah, that, I, would, that, I would prefer him to be like the third. And I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? And I'm all right with him being the second for now or whatever. You know what I mean? It, but yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Like, that's why I, I always say, like, we really did set the set the table and we've started to put the plates on. You know what I mean? And now food's starting to come, you know? So it, it's a matter of time. We just got to keep putting the work in. And to your point, John, right, where you were saying guys like, you know, Washington got better, um, Chicago, you know, um, I, the heat. The, the way I look at things is – they all just changed, right? I mean, like, the Heat just got all, all the depot. Um, you know, the Wizards just shook things up again. Um, and you look at Chicago, right? They just put in ball. Now, let me ask you a question, right? How did Chicago look towards the end of the season? <laughs> I'm not not nearly what they were supposed to look like. Right, 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 right. So my point is, like, not everything works out the, the way it's supposed to, right? So now, now they got Lonzo. So we'll see. Is he going to be the glue that brings everything together? I don't know. But I'll tell you what, the Knicks don't have to worry about that waiting period. You know what I'm saying? Like, we already – we know what we do. We've been doing it, and it's just a matter of just go back out and continue to do it. And now we didn't change too much. We added maybe – three, four pieces that are going to realistically play that are different from last season. And they're only going to help better the squad. You know what I'm saying? Like we brought pieces that are complementary, and the majority of it's staying the same. You know what I mean? So imagine like taking your PC, right. And it's already running great. You got um, great components in there. You got plenty of Ram, um, plenty of hard drive, um, you know, space, and you just want to upgrade it. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to throw eight gigs of more Ram in there. 
You know what I mean? Um, you're going to swap out the hard drive, put a solid state drive in there. You know what I mean? Like the rest of the computer is fine. You're only upgrading it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't need to worry about the first third of the season in terms of adjustments and figuring things out. We're going to come right out rolling. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of, um, you know, conservativity in terms of playing time and keeping everybody playing, you know, healthy. And that's really it. So I just feel like we kind of have a leg up in a way. You know what I mean? We, like I said, we came in the fourth seed last, last season, but we absolutely could have ended up in the sixth seed. We could have ended up in the seventh or eighth, depending on how things shook out. Cause it was tight. You know what I mean? So maybe things are a little bit different this season, but I just feel like I'd put my starting five up against any starting five in the East, you know, obviously take the nets, you know, and the bucks obviously are going to be a, a, a challenge. I even thought, I even think the Hawks would be a, a, a good test. You know what I mean? And we see them on Christmas day. So I'm looking forward to that. 12 o'clock. That'll be uh that'll be a nice way to, you know, start the afternoon, a little eggnog. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm that's why I keep saying I'm excited. You know what I mean? I feel like everybody else around us, yeah, they they improved or tried to improve their team also, but I feel like we didn't make such drastic changes that we need to worry about us coming all together and, and working. I feel like it's just slipping them in. We're 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 a very plug and play type of system right now, you know. Mm-hmm. So it works out to our advantage. All right, Danny. So, you know, as we, uh, you know, as we start to, as we start to wrap this up, one question that we always like to ask here to the, to, to all, all, all the fans here for, the, for these 10 fan interviews, you know, I know we can't, we can't uh, plan for health, you know, health injuries are, you know, we, we can't do anything about it. You know, we can't, can't predict the injury, especially, you know, with this last year, COVID protocols, you know, the league was crazy, but barring that, you know, if, if the Knicks roster is healthy, if everything goes as you imagine, with the roster you guys have, when the season starts, where do you think that where do you think the Knicks will like finish? Man, if I had to put something on it, I'm gonna say probably somewhere between like four and six. You know what I mean? Somewhere between there. And like I said, it, a couple minutes ago, it really depends on the race. You know, towards the end of the season. You know, because uh, last season it was super tight. You know what I mean? And literally, it came down to the wire, and every single game mattered. You know, and um, so I'm gonna have to go four to six. You know, somewhere somewhere in there. Okay, okay, and 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 last last question here, Danny. If you could give us a one word or a phrase to describe this past season that that just happened, and then another word or a phrase uh, to describe this, how you feel about this uh, upcoming 2021 2022 season? First, all right. The first one I'm gonna throw out from last season, Big Fifteen. <laughs> This season, I'm going with – oh, man, I just had it in my head too, man. Oh, shit. Um, man, new culture, new culture, new culture. All day, new culture. Okay, okay. That's big what it's about, man. Big 15 and new culture, man. So, uh, I love those two, man. So, Danny, man, thank you very much, man. So, now we're going to go ahead and get into this uh, to, to, to this closing segment, man. So, yeah, we, have a little, we have a little game here on Clutch Talk called Guess the Player. It's a, our closing segment. This is the way it works, Danny. I have five players here. I have some of their accolades, uh, things that they were known for. Uh, and you, you, Junior, and Jay Hill have two guesses to guess to, to guess the player. Feel free to blot, uh, shout them out immediately if you want, but you only have two guesses, so you got to <laughs> use them wisely here. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. right. Hold on, real quick, because I gotta know, man. Are you going with with current current? I got. Current I, I, I got. I got here. I'll, I'll give you. I got some current. Okay. I got one player that's still playing. I got a, re- and I got 
the and then and the rest are are retired players, but not very old, not very old. It's all good, no worries, man. I just I gotta know where where I'm looking at, you know. Okay, all right, all right. Let's do this. Let's do this. First player we got here. This 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 should give you some context here. So this was when the NBA still did the rookie versus sophomore game. So this okay. guy this guy was the rookie versus sophomore game MVP. He's a one-time NBA minutes leader. He's a four-time gold medalist. Carmelo Anthony? Oh. Yes, sir. Jenner, you man. got that. You literally yeah. I, I said it in my head, man. That's great. <laughs> That's up, man. As soon as you said Olympics, I was like, Carmelo. And I, and I knew it had to be somewhere next team. So I was like, let's go, Carmelo. That's funny, man. That's what's up. Oh, uh, man. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Next player. Next player. Next player. Our next player here we got. He... The biggest knock on this guy is that he has zero championships. Okay. He's a five time. No. I I had to I had to throw it out, man. Hey, but that's a really good win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. Hey, for real. For real. Okay. Okay. All right. I got I got my knock rate. Strike one. A five time NBA All Star. He's a one time fifty. 40 90 club member he has the same jersey number retired in his college and on his nba team the same jersey number and he said zero rings yes okay danny hey uh be quick on this one danny okay this i think i think this one gonna help you right here he (laughs) danny he led one of the greatest comebacks on your team Against your team. Reggie Miller. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I was talking about that eight, se- eight points in nine seconds. That was crazy. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Danny erased oh, that one from his memory. <laughs> just, Dude. It's gone. <laughs> okay, okay. Good job, Jay. Yo, I like I like that, man. I like that. That's that's a uh, cool way to, to, to wrap things up, man. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, we got, we got three more players here. All right. All right, let's do it. The next player, he's a six-time All-Star. He's a one-time gold medalist. This player, this is this is the teams that this player went to. He got drafted to the Supersonics. Then he went to the Cavs. Then he went to the Portland Trailblazers. Then he went to the Orlando Magic. This guy is mostly known for his dunks and his veracity in his dunks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, Jay Hill. <laughs> Hill's on it today. Jay Hill's on it. Okay, okay. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Uh, uh, fourth player here. Throughout this guy's time working with the NBA, now, now, now listen to this, working with the NBA, whether that's playing or coaching or anything, he was named Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, and he was named the All-Star Game Coach. No, to both of those. Okay. What did you say? I didn't hear you. I said Phil Jackson because I'm thinking Knicks. Nah. Okay. Okay. In his playing career, this guy's a nine-time All-NBA first team. Man. He's one rookie of the year. He's a three-time NBA MVP. He's a three-time NBA champion. Larry Bird? Yes, sir. 
Okay. 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 All right. Here we go. This is this is gonna come down to the last player. But yeah. clues will put you on the bird. Yeah. Well, yeah. he said he said three time, and I was like, yeah. all right. And three time champion, I'm like, it has to be Larry Bird. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Last player here. Last player. This last player. He is a one time All Star. He's a one time NBA champion. And if it wasn't for this guy hitting a huge shot. I don't think that he would have had this championship. Kawhi Leonard. No. Oh, wait, you said one-time All-Star. That was dumb. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you said one-time You said one time champion, and then you said, what did you say? Hit, huge Kyrie shot. Irving? I was like, no. Throw it up. Okay. He's a one-time defensive player of the year. He has major, well, had, had. I'm not going to judge his character. He had Honor major. Test. Yes, sir. Yes, what did you sir. Say? I, what did I was, you say? I was about to say he had major anger issues, but I couldn't even say it. Jay, he I don't, got it. Who was the player? Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Oh, man. Ron Artest. Ron Artest, man. I had to show love to for, for this uh, the Knicks episode. I had to show love to some New York legends over there, man. That's what's up, man. Did you guys watch Mouse at the Palace? Of course yeah, I watched yeah. Mouse at the Palace. It was great. Great. It was good, man. I love seeing the behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fact that they, get, they went into detail and kind of just showed the whole thing. That was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it was real well done. It was real well done. There's, I was hoping it would be a series, series right? man. When it was just a one time, one and done, I was like, ah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm looking yeah. for content. You know what I mean? Like, this is right. the time period. Like, we need it right now. Mm-hmm. This season ain't for like another month, month and <laughs> two weeks. It was like it was like last year when they when they when they uh, showed um, the last dance earlier, and I was like, yes, I need some content. I got to. Yeah, exactly, content. exactly. <laughs> and I love that. That was good too. It was dope. Definitely, man. Definitely. You know, for that Malice in the Palace, that I know Jermaine O'Neal just dropped his untold documentary on Netflix about about all that, man. But um, but okay, man. But you know what? That 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 is a good place for us to wrap it up here, man. Danny, we want to thank you very, very much for you know coming on here and, t- and talking about some Knicks and you know really blessing us with your time. You know, you really are. Uh, you know, you got a you got a lot of lot going on. You know, with with, with the Knicks pod and everything that you know your radio that you got radio show that you got going on, man. So. We just really pray, appreciate you for blessing us with your time and talking about some Knicks, man. So you got any last words you uh you want to say before we reach a clock out here? Man, I'm going to leave it on a positive note. My whole thing, positive vibes only, bro. That's what I'm about. So, again, I appreciate all three of you guys for having me on. on and uh, it's been a great conversation. Uh, I love talking ball. You guys made it easy. So, again, thank you. And uh, we, like I said, man, we got to do this again soon. Yes, sir. For sure. Yes, sir. Hey, Jay Hill, you got any last words for uh, Danny and all the Knicks fans? Nah, appreciate you coming on, Danny. And uh, yeah, this was great. It's great talking ball. Nah, thank you guys again, man. And real quick, Nick's Corner Pod, um, streaming on the Nick's Corner, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. And then catch the Danny B Morning Drive mornings after Nick's games. Yes, and that's sir. it, man. Yes, sir. That's Jenner, it. you got any last words, Jenner? Just appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on, Danny. Nah, um, man. Excited thank you to guys. See, excited to see how the season turns out, man. Yes, definitely, sir. definitely. Let's 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 circle back around like mid season, you know. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So y'all y'all heard it here first, man. We gonna double back with the with the Knicks pod and Danny, man. So stay tuned for that, man. So that's it, man. We out of y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace. Peace. After you take Brandy to the prom, you coming back to school with shades on your head. Literally looks like a jersey that you would leave out on the side of the street to get picked up by the garbage company like the next day. Me and Matt say we're 6'4", but I think we're each probably an inch shorter than that. Me rounding up hurts nobody, helps everybody. 
basketball tales so strange you didn't know that you didn't know them. So listen up, y'all. It's NBA Storytime, available wherever you get your podcasts.